Ability to self-reflect is actually one of the biggest benefits of meditation. A lot of times people are drawn, they don't even know that what they're looking for. You know, they can't notice, they can't slow down life enough to even notice, I'm being short with my kids too much, why is that? Let alone to, to try to self-solve it, you know, to, to go out and seek out something. And that's hard about trying to teach this meditation stuff. Hi, welcome to the Try Catch Podcast. I'm Tamara Sutton. Today's episode is going to be about meditation. A while back ago, we had one on habits and meditation came up quite a bit. I thought this would be a good opportunity to bring in David Saxby. He is a yoga and meditation instructor at Life Power here in Omaha. And he's actually going to come back on June 25th and do a meditation workshop. So I'll have some more information coming out about how you can sign up if that's something you're interested in. So welcome today, David. I'm so glad that you're here. I know you as this great yoga instructor Thank you. that fills up these classes and you squeeze people in. You get everybody that tries to come in the door, even if we're an inch apart, which I totally appreciate because I'm always one of those latecomers. So I know you from that aspect. So how did you end up in this yoga meditation? Yeah. What got you there? Yeah, it was, um, I backed into it, believe it or not. I was a computer programmer. I graduated with computer science degree. I immediately went into programming and ended up in Silicon Valley. I uh, was a part of multiple startups and ended up through uh, life uh, happen- happenings, you know, moving to Omaha, Nebraska where my wife at the time grew up around the area and we were going to have kids and it was so expensive out in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So we ended up back here still working in high tech jobs. I was over at PayPal uh, and eBay at the time, you know, they were all yeah. merged together and I was caught when they did big layoffs and I had just, you know, it was one of those things that really knocks your feet out from under you. Right. As I know it now, it's called your root chakra, the base of, of this energy system that we teach in yoga and meditation. And when you don't have your, your root under you, everything gets out of control. I mean, we all know that feeling. We might not know how to describe it or why it happens, but we've all felt like, you know, you, someone breaks up with you. Uh, you know, bad things happen. You have to move. You lose a job. You know, you fail a paper if you studied for it. Any of those kind of things knock out your ability to say, I'm a grounded, you know, strong person. I can make and do things. And so... As circumstances happened, I ended up staying home and taking care of the kids. We had two young kids at the time, and so I became the stay-at-home parent. I had time during the day. I started practicing yoga. Uh, As soon as I had done that for six months, I just felt so good. I didn't quite know why that I jumped into a teacher training because it happened to be offered at a time that was during the daytimes. I could drop the kids at school, go do my education training, you know, try to figure out what's going on. And, you know, 12 years later now, I'm sitting at the table. When people ask you, what is meditation, Mm -hmm. what's your response? So meditation, that's kind of like, there's tons of different versions. You can do meditation for many different reasons. Um, There's lots of different styles. One of the ones that people get into most at the beginning is guided meditations, where you you put on a app or you listen to something on YouTube or you get uh, on Spotify, you know, Apple Music, you know, Mm -hmm. people who guide you. And it's really helpful at the beginning because when you sit still, whether it's for one minute mm-hmm. or five minutes or, God forbid, an hour, at the beginning, you don't know what you're supposed to do. And so you feel like you're only doing it wrong. 
because there's not it's not like mowing the grass or painting a room where in an hour everything changes and you have immediate gratification right. you know it, it, you're like oh i've been out of town for a couple of weeks my yard looks awful there's weeds and you know different lengths of grass mm-hmm. you take one hour and all of a sudden immediate gratification you're like look at this beautiful lawn meditation isn't like that it happens over time and you right. just have to believe and commit to it and yeah. keep trying it but those what happens immediately though with the guided meditations is that you can get quicker to one specific thing um, one of the the ones i recommend to people a lot in yoga classes is a thing called yoga nidra and yoga nidra is a type of meditation where the person leading it walks you through the body and says, concentrate on your finger or your hand or your knee. And it just makes your mind stop, like we say, I, I say a lot, the hamster and the little wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what goes on in our brains. It gets you out of that just for a, that moment that the tape's playing. And so, again, you just don't know why it's doing it. You don't know the stuff. But you just know, if I listen to this tape, especially Yoga Nidra for sleeping, I can put this on when I'm ready to go to sleep and boom, I start falling asleep really well, really quickly. I don't lay awake at night worrying about tomorrow or what I did today. And those I find are really helpful for that. And there's lots of different versions right. of that. To be able to slow the mind down, you need to do something like meditation. Well, and some of the, um, you know, your responses to what's happening around you, those sometimes are formed from habit, right? Absolutely. You know, you automatically have this trigger yeah. in your response. And again, like you said, it's that reflection. Yeah. The habits, we call those samskaras. And they're described mostly um, by the great teachers as giant, huge, think of giant, huge stone wheels, like gigantic ones. Um, Maybe similar to if you go up to like the zoo and you know that giant um, granite smooth ball that's sitting on top Mm -hmm. of water. And if you really push on it hard and hard and hard, you can start to get it to rotate a little bit. And once it does and it's moving in one direction, you know, know, there's 20 kids there all pushing it in one direction. When you try to stop it on the other direction, it's really hard. And so that's the samskaras. And we have them about many things in our lives. And they sometimes get moving really fast and we can get so deep into our habits that we can't see anything else around it. And we can't, we feel like we have no chance of stopping it. And meditation, it doesn't stop them instantly, right? It's not painting a room or mowing the grass. It lets you start to first notice what your surroundings are. Notice what is going on. You could read a thousand books on meditation and you're not going to get any closer to understanding what meditation is. All it can do is talk you into trying it. Same thing with You could read a book on all the greatest Olympic athletes, and you're not going to get in better shape. You're not going to lower your mile time. You're not going to lose weight. You have to experience exercise to get the benefits, not just reading about it. Now, you can be encouraged based on what you've heard. The books, and they they help. I actually brought the the first, uh, one of the best books that I read was this book called 10% Happier by Dan Harris, who's a uh, anchor at ABC News, I think it is. And it's a great book just because it really gives you the sense of a non-believer, like somebody that was like, this is mumbo jumbo. I have to cover this dumb stuff for a news story mm-hmm. to becoming a practitioner. And he he's just being that he's obviously good with speech and words and telling mm-hmm. a story. I mean, as a newscaster, the, the book reads in a really good way to that's digestible to people who might be like, why would I ever do meditation? Okay. And the, the gist of it is, he's like, look, even if you take every devil's advocate, if you take every, you know, poo-pooing this, it's at least going to make you 10% happier. 
So if you can make yourself 10% happier, isn't it worth it? When you meditate, it's supposed to help you become more mindful and in an overall more stable state. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, We have two states in terms of our nervous system. It's the sympathetic or parasympathetic nervous system. Sympathetic is uh, fight or flight. You know, it's like a bear jumps into your cave when you're a caveman and you have to run or hide or defend yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't act, you're probably going to die. You know, and that's, that's a state. The other is the parasympathetic, which is relaxation, resting, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, from in the last, let's call it 20 years of cell phones being more and more prevalent everywhere, human beings now are almost always, especially in our Western world, are almost always in the sympathetic nervous system. Because when a text goes off, especially if you work or if you have friends, I guess, or if you're, it beeps, it's, you almost have a physical reaction. Most people probably do. Of The first thing they have to do is, is look to see what it is and who it was. That keeps you in that state. Mm-hmm. And unless you physically remove that, turn it off, put it away, so you can't hear it, silence it. Right. Uh, that's one of the things that's so important in yoga classes, too, to get that stuff out of the room. Because one little beep from somebody's phone that happens to leave it in there could ruin it for the other 44 people that are that are packed, like you said, one inch away from each other right. into that room. Right. Because all of a sudden that got their brain thinking, oh my gosh, I wonder if I got a text that's out there. I wonder what this happened. Right. And it's that chain reaction that, yeah. And I, I would encourage you, uh, experiment with that at home. Start with you know, turning the phones off for two or three hours at home every evening if you're going to have mm-hmm. dinner or play games or throw the football outside and just see what happens. But even more so than what you feel, it's the studies from the doctors that show that when we are in this sympathetic nervous system all the time, bad things are happening to our bodies. Uh, it gets us to the point where we can't maybe settle down and sleep at night. We get out of our, uh, they're called our circadian rhythms that are our normal ups and downs throughout the day that help dictate when we sleep and when we wake up. And when, you're, when you've messed with some one of the inner workings of the, the body that used to be, even in caveman times when they had bears attacking them, right. they were in the parasympathetic nervous system so much of their lives because there wasn't a need to be worried all the time. What happens to us all? You know, we get stuck in these, these places of high stress and mm-hmm. we can't slow ourselves down, just take that break. And we're not going to change it overnight. You, Everyone's, can't, you can't see it sometimes. You never can. It's hard to see. But this meditation, as the book that Dan Harris said, it makes you just 10% happier. What are some things you tell people meditation can do for individuals? Yeah, I mean, people stop after yoga class, usually at least a couple people every class. Mm -hmm. And they'll ask something. Sometimes it's muscle-related, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's head-related. And yeah, for almost everything that is conflicting people's minds or making them less happy, some some type of meditation is what I would recommend. Uh, Like I was saying, the sleeping one, Mm -hmm. you know, for people who are sleeping or stressed, And then for those that are really working on it, you know, the Vipassana technique, there's many levels of that. And the one that we do at every practice, every time we start a yoga class uh, at Life Power, we sit for a few minutes and we just observe the breath moving in and out of the nose. This is called Anapana, and it's the first technique of Vipassana. And it is a mind-focusing technique where you don't need a tape. You don't need somebody else. You can do it by yourself. uh, And it works really well. 
and then you can take it from there. And I feel like everybody that's tried this stuff, it's helped them in some way. So I'm a big fan of this. I think you're doing a good thing by trying to spread the word. I think at a previous class, I'd gone to gone through a flow class, and then you guys used to have a meditation section right after afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I would always leave before that. And I, I don't know how long that was, maybe 25 minutes. It was but, 20 minutes, and it was after my uh, one of my Saturday classes that's mm-hmm. usually had 45 people in it. You know, the most packed class. And yeah. maybe every week a handful, six would stay. Yep. And then we had about maybe six other people who would join us who didn't want the hot, hard okay, yoga. Just... So there would maybe be 12 people total in those mm-hmm. sessions. But yeah, only six of the 44 yeah. people, even though I announced it and said, just stay on your mat. It's only 20 more minutes. Just stick yep. with me. I would escape. Yeah. And quickly too, I'd, probably, right? Probably, probably. Didn't quickly. want to make eyes with me. You're like, oh no, he's going to talk me into well, it. Well, it I was probably more in the mindset, got to go. Oh yeah, sometime I'll do that. And then one time at a class, I don't know if the meditation class wasn't afterwards, but I think you ended class a little bit early and you said, oh, we're going to do a little bit of meditation. And we were sitting on our mat. So just after a hot flow where you're pretty much primed to meditate, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm sitting there in sheer panic. (laughs) Just, oh my gosh, is this going to be 25 minutes long? I don't think I can do this. I didn't drink enough water. I am I am dehydrated. I might pass out. And I'm sitting there as still as can be. I should be. cross my legs. Oh, I probably should move my hand. Oh, yes. I'd be so much better if I just yeah. sat up a little taller. Yeah. What would happen if I got up and left right now? You know, all this internal battle. And then I would say to myself, this is crazy. You've got this. You're sitting. You're not going to die. Yeah. And then, then that voice would come back. You might pass out. You, I, I'm yeah. feeling lightheaded. And I'm just sitting here. Yeah. I can't feel my foot anymore. Why is that? Yeah. You know, um, and that's all the stuff yeah. that, that goes on. Where where is David Every at time in the room? You sit down. Where is he at in the room right now? Yeah, you know? is he watching me? Can yeah. I peek? Can I look? Yeah, around? Um, and I'm like, is he going to do this for 25 minutes? How long has it been? You know, I want to look at the clock. I need to know what time it is. Just a just a pure battle in my mind, and probably just sitting as still as possible. Yeah. Finish that. Left, and I think that the next class you announced that you were going to do this meditation workshop. My response was, heck no. (laughs) Why would I ever do such a thing? That sounds like a nightmare and I would just want to run out of there. And then like a couple days passed. I'm like, why did I have such a strong response to just him announcing that he's going to do this workshop? And and then I started to have a little bit more check-ins. I'm like, maybe this means I need to go do it. Our minds and our bodies uh, are so connected. Uh, We don't, most people don't understand how connected they are. A lot of things, I wouldn't say they're psychosomatic in the sense that like you're faking it, but it's just that you, if you have thoughts, it can manifest as a sensation in your body somewhere. So yes, the whole purpose of yoga is to prepare your physical body so it gets out all the energy, it builds up strength, it's all ready, like you were saying, to sit still. Because meditation is on those top uh, three or four levels of the of the seven levels of, of yoga or the eight levels ashtanga yoga the the top four are these meditation techniques or you know stillness of the mind and, and getting to that place where you have to be still so you do need to exercise you know and stay healthy yeah. before you can get there but think of what you were describing that wasn't just uncommon it, you heard it a lot more there you were able to listen to it because it was silent but how is that dissimilar to you know, thinking about, oh my gosh, I sent a text to that person three 
hours ago and they haven't responded. That's the same thing that happens over Stories everything you tell we do. Yourself. It is. It's our it's a human brain. We are blessed with a great big brain, but it's its ability to do things creatively is what it's there for. The brain is there to be creative. And right then it's being creative with your life. Right. It's being creative with all the bad things that it's can happen. It's usually in the negative, right? It's well, like your fears maybe or worse fears things drive that us. can happen. Fears drive us much more than anything else. It's a culture that unfortunately is built into a lot of things. Uh, it's built into guilt through uh, sometimes religions, you know, guilt of not practicing certain things. It's done through fear of... <laughs> My mom said if I crossed my eyes, they were going to stay like that. Like, we, we use it as a tool. You know, we, if we don't do things uh, politically, this is going to happen. You know, and we can build up fear that way, too. I mean, right. fear is the driving factor of too much, way too much. You know, this is where these stories of individuals, you know, coming through, you know, either Vipassana or even through something silly as this 10% happier, just becoming aware you break that habit, right? You start to slow that, that samskara, that wheel down. Mm-hmm. You start to break that chain or those handcuffs. I mean, it's told a million ways in a million different stories and languages. But becoming aware of what you are doing is the first step. And if that's all that people get out of this meditation that we have, this little practice we do, if they just become that much more mindful, that's the seed that's planted. And then they will either get scared to death <laughs> And run away from it, you know, maybe once, twice, a hundred times. But at least the seed's planted. And they know that by doing these techniques, I'm going to start noticing what I'm doing more. And then I get to choose if I want to make a change. Just see if you like it. Just see if you want to be 10% happier. This wasn't supposed to be a, a podcast on why you should go buy that book. So what is a good way to start a meditation routine? Is it, you know, five minutes here, 10 minutes? Yeah. What do you recommend? So the apps are great. There's nothing wrong with starting building with an app. If you are going to try a the, the version of meditation that, that we're going to teach here, that mm-hmm. I'm going to teach and share with everybody, will be this first step of Vipassana that's called Anapana. And with that, I recommend six minutes. Six minutes because the average person will drop into that parasympathetic nervous system after six minutes. Just set your set your phone for six minutes, put it on silent, put it on do not disturb, turn on airplane mode, move the phone more than an arm's distance away from you, turn the screen down, sit down, and at first sit so you're comfortable. Always try to have your head away from the wall. So you, if you're in a chair even, if your back needs support, that's fine, but just keep your head away. When your head leans against something, you start to get drowsy. Okay. So six minutes, and that's all you need. It might work for you, but maybe this will lead you to something else. That's so awesome. come play with us. It's going to be fun. Well, thank you so much for coming in today you're and welcome. talking Thanks about meditation. Me. Um, like I said, we're going to be having the meditation workshop with David here. Get some more information out. I'm so excited. Yeah, I am too. Can't wait to be back. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Have a wonderful day, everybody.